Welcome back, everybody, to Not Qualified Podcast. I'm Joe, and with me here is Zeph. Uh, today, we're going to talk about Star Wars, uh, but just the sequels. Yeah, which seems weird um, that we're just going to talk about the sequels, but the reason I said that is because... Bro, that's dusty. That's nasty, man. I know. I kicked the mic away. Sorry about that. <laughs> that is disgusting. I need to dust. Okay. Um... <laughs> No, the reason I said the sequel specifically is because I think it would be, um, I think it's a good way, <laughs> I think we have, at this point in our lives, the most to say about the sequels. We, yeah. like, we've, I mean, that's not true, we have the most to say about the original trilogy, of course, but I mean, like, the sequels are fresh on our mind, and they expose yeah. what's wrong, kind of, like, things we don't like about where yeah. Star Wars has gone, which will lead us into what we love about Star Wars in general, and we can yeah. we'll do more episodes on Star Wars in the future. Um, but yeah, so I think we're going to focus specifically on the sequels, what worked or what didn't work, and yeah. that kind of thing. Ooh, satisfying. So, um, okay, so Star Wars is very special to both of us, yeah, as it is to pretty much every person in America at this point. Um, but we both grew up on it. I watched the VHS tapes of the original trilogy over and over again, wore them to death. Um, and they hold a special place in my heart. We also have all these. I watched the prequels. I saw Revenge of the Sith in theaters, actually, which is kind of cool. Um, it's the only one I got to see in theaters, and uh, and I love Star Wars. It's yeah. a huge part of my life. Um, I have bucket loads of Star Wars knowledge in my brain that I can't do anything with, um, except share it on a podcast. So I'm glad we're doing this. Yeah, um. So until until Rise of Skywalker came out, um, it was even. But you saw that one in theaters. Uh, so now you have seen more than half of them in theaters at this point. Because the only ones you didn't see were the first five in theaters. Oh, interesting. And you saw the last. You're counting Rogue One and Solo. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. That makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, well, feel how you want. I I like the sequels. I like Star Wars. Yeah. I'm a shill. I don't love. Them. I mean, like I love them. I'm not like in love with them. Mm-hmm. There are things I obviously think are wrong with them, as I do with all of them, except for the first two in Revenge of the Sith. Um, no, just the first two. The the funny thing about Star Wars is it's the only franchise where you can be a fan of and hate all the movies. (laughs) Like, like the only perfect Star Wars movies that I don't have anything bad to say about are the first two, are New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. Um, And after that, it goes up and down all over the place. But I still love every movie in the series, even with its flaws. I've gotten into the habit, whenever it comes to... Man, it's just Disney properties now because they just own everything. When I watch something like the Marvel universe or even like the DC universe um, or Star Wars, I just kind of get passive about it, right? I go into the movie and have a passive experience where I just watch it. I'm like, huh, that's really interesting. Yeah. Oh, I like the white saber fight. That was really fun. Yeah. But his horse is on the plane. That's a lot. I don't know. I just have fun watching them. And then it's not until like my second viewing. I'm like, well, that's that you notice the really things. stupid. Yes. I will say that my first... So as a kid, I grew up watching the prequels, which now I watch them. And boy, there are some issues. Um, yeah. I didn't think of those or notice them as a kid yeah. watching them. Um 
even the politics of Phantom Menace interested me as a kid. Yeah. Um, but so because I watched this so young, I didn't have any problems with them. I do. I will say the first experience I had of disappointment with Star Wars. Um, well, unless you're counting video game properties and yeah. TV shows and all this, the first moment of disappointment of any any level of disappointment I had was coming out of the theater after the Last Jedi. Yeah. Um, you, me, and Noah saw that together, and what, what was funny is my original um, <laughs> the way I originally felt about the Last Jedi. None of the things that I dislike about it now were what I thought at the beginning. Yeah. I just thought it was relatively boring for a Star Wars movie. Yeah. Like, not a lot happened. It all took place within the span of, like, a day. Yeah. And I was underwhelmed. And I felt... It felt weird to me. It didn't feel like a Star Wars movie. Yeah. Um, and so, I, I remember feeling that. Um, but I think the sequels exposed something very weird about Star Wars, which is that, apparently, um, you have a... <laughs> you have a bunch of people millions and millions of people who love this franchise and each one of them thinks star wars should be or is something completely different yeah which was exposed by the last jedi um the absolute divisiveness of that movie and how it was politicized and then that just that just compounded with rise of skywalker Pete, like they were inverses of each other. Last yeah. Jedi was loved by critics and and review bombed by fans. And then Rise of Skywalker seems to have a better fan response, but critics hated it. Yeah, and people just fight about it still. Yes, and it and we've talked about this. Everybody's talked about this. I've actually don't know that I've seen very many people talk about this like on a video. I think I've only heard just me, you, and people who I talk with talk about this one specific thing where the issue lies with the sequels and it's really just the sequels that had that deal with this problem um is that there was no overarching cohesiveness yes there was no there was no one person who wrote this is what we're going to do with this trilogy this is the story we got to follow here's how we get from point a to point b and I'm going to let you direct how you think that middle part should look. This is the story. You get to see, you get to say how it looks and, and what shots you want in it. But this is what's going to happen. And that's how that's how the original trilogy was with right. George Lucas and Irving Kirshner and the other guy. Richard Marquand or whatever. That guy. And then it was just George Lucas on the on the. Prequels, on the prequels, right? right. And but that's the difference, yeah. is that the previous two trilogies had a single brain behind them. Yes. George Lucas's brain, controlling where things went. Mm-hmm. Ideally, that's what you'd have with the sequel trilogy, Yeah. but you didn't. Um, it's okay having different people direct it. That's what happened with the original trilogy. Yeah. But you need one person controlling the narrative and the story, and that is not what happened. You get Force Awakens, which played it safe, was kind of a rehash of of A New Hope but I loved it Yeah, I love Force I really Awakens it, it played off my nostalgia sure but that's what I want um, yeah. I'm a shill I don't care um, it, it was great I love Force Awakens and I thought it was just a well made movie J.J. Abrams um, love him or hate him I think he's a really talented director and he knows what people want Yeah, and uh, Force Awakens was awesome it's my favorite of the sequel trilogy Yeah, um, but then they didn't just give episode 8 to a new director they gave that director script privileges. So yeah. he also wrote 
You know what I mean? Mm. When Ryan Johnson came in, he was in complete control. He had the reins, and he could make the story go wherever he wanted. And so (laughs) they happened to have given the story over to somebody who didn't like where J.J. Abrams wanted to go and completely abandon all those plot points that J.J. had set up. And then when J.J. comes back for episode nine... He doesn't like where Ryan Johnson is gone. Yeah. And so he goes back to what he originally planned and tried to cram it all into one movie. Yeah. And so then it feels like a weird back and forth game of uh, petty It's spiteful squabbles. hot potato. It's, yes, it's, it's spiteful hot potato. That's what the sequel trilogy <laughs> yeah. is. And I like each movie in the sequel trilogy just fine. Yeah. But as a cohesive narrative, it completely falls apart because it feels spiteful. It feels like they were made by two different people who did not get along. <laughs> yeah. It would literally, yeah. <laughs> it would be like if the Beatles broke up and Paul McCartney and George had a band called B and John Lennon and Ringo had a band called Tules and then every song was about the other person, which I, well, I guess that kind of happened with just their solo careers. But, but still, you know what I mean? It just, it's yeah. like you, if you're a fan and you like all the four of them, then who do you listen to? You'll feel guilty listening to either one because yeah. they're hating on each other. It's just weird. And it's not to... And again, I liked them a lot. And that's just like the childhood nostalgia shill in me that's like, oh, yes, lightsaber fights. Anakin's still... I uh, love... Uh, Luke's still alive. Yes. Right? I get to I watch Mark Hamill act. I loved Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. I loved Darth Sidious coming back. I loved him hanging it up. Yeah. I loved um, just everything. I loved the absolute nostalgia play. Yeah. Um, and it the- made me... You know, it made me, it, like every movie, it made me cry. But it made me cry for nostalgic reasons. Yeah. And I, I really liked it. Yeah. And and the fan service was a lot, but I loved it still. The, Except for the chewy metal thing. The chewy metal thing, I think, is so It's dumb. a bit much. But whatever. I'm going to move past that. And I think they were definitely working with very specific things that like kind of made it difficult the actors are aging and they're breaking legs and they're dying and stuff like that yeah. so like well we can't include we got to include them in different capacities we got to work around this but then you have really dumb stuff like in the last jedi specifically i'm just gonna crap on this movie man i liked the movie i really enjoyed it i, I liked, liked some of the routes jedi they took itself, with it but i also hated a lot of it but then you have really dumb choices like Rose, the woman who works for a resistance, telling the child soldier why war is bad on a casino planet. He knows. It was dumb. He knows. And it was also dumb to even write her in as a character when they could have just had it be Poe, which was the original plan. Yeah. But also, that movie, I think, I think that's where things started to fall apart. Like I said, Force Awakens, I didn't have any complaints with. I thought it was great. It made me excited for Star Wars again and where things could go. But Last Jedi is where things fell apart because you've got... um, You've, you're trying to introduce too many things in, in the middle movie of a trilogy. And, um, Ryan, of course, the classic, he wanted to subvert your expectations. Um, and he did that. But I don't know that Star Wars is necessarily a franchise where I want my expectations subverted. No. No. I agree. No. And it, and it worked really well. Spoiler alert. For Empire Strikes Back. If you haven't seen it, I don't care anymore. Just watch it already. And if you this spoils it, it's your fault. That movie's what forty. Are you years about old? to say that Darth Vader is Luke's father? Yeah. For, <laughs> I don't you, know that anyone doesn't know. That. I don't know either. <laughs> but for whatever reason, that was a spoiler to you. I don't care. Okay. Um. That was a good subversion. There was an, a story he wanted to tell in those three movies. Oh, big reveal! Turns out the bad guy is the main guy's dad. 
All right. That was really the only time it ever happened in that trilogy of a subversion of expectations. Yeah. And then you have this. The second movie did it again in the third trilogy of, of hey, we're going to subvert everybody's expectations. We're going to reveal things. Crazy things are going on. Whoa. Wackadoodle. Uh, oh, it turns out they uh, they make out in the end, and there was a love uh, thing. Well, going and that on, was the second because yeah. they the second movie tells you the subversion is oh you expect her to be somebody's daughter, but Ray's actually nobody. And, yeah. and then the third movie says no, that's stupid. She is somebody's daughter, and it's the bad guy from the last trilogy. Have they just he's a clone. stuck to something? I just would have been stick okay to with one that. story, even if it's bad. I would be okay with it. <laughs> and they just it just was weird. They didn't have. Why did Kathleen Kennedy not mastermind it? Why didn't they just stick to George Lucas's know. original outline? And what what kind of blows my mind about this thing, anyways, is that when Lucas was ahead of it all, right, and he had corporations under him at the time, like uh, he had worked up like Lucas Films and Lucas Arts and yeah. and uh, Industrial Light and Magic and Skywalker Sound. Like he he's built industries. Off of just one set of movies, right? Industrial Light Magic and Skywalker Sound do movies all across Hollywood now because mm-hmm. they're that good at it. And be- I don't know, whatever. And then the mouse gets their hands on it. This massive corporation, yep, worth billions. They acquired this property for four billion dollars, billion dollars with a B, four billion dollars. And they said, "Man, eh, just have some people take care of it." They literally put the <laughs> least amount of effort what? or care in to preserving the legacy of Star just, Wars, Abrams, which is yeah. like the most important franchise in American history, and they just haphazardly handled it like they didn't care. Yeah. They played spiteful hot potato with yeah. it. Yeah, they said, oh, that Abrams guy, he did a great job on the Star Trek movies. He makes some good sci-fi. Let's throw him into the mix. He's a good director. Mm-hmm. And then for the second, they were like... The guy that made Brick. Brick and Looper... He, I mean, he make. I mean, he makes. Oh, I will say, I will say, I love Ryan Johnson. Yeah, I, think I like he's a Ryan great director. Johnson. I think his he's a great work director. on Brick, he makes great stories. Yes, Breaking Bad, um, Knives Out was yeah. the best movie probably of 2019. Yes, um, I agree. Anyway, I, I love Ryan Johnson, but I think the direction he went with Last Jedi was dumb. It was like the amount of subverting expectations in places I don't want my expectations to be subverted. Yeah, it's like imagine if you're watching Lord of the Rings and you get to Return of the King, right? And it's the very end of the movie, at the coronation of Aragorn, right? This wonderful moment they've been waiting hundreds of years for, for the king to return to Gondor and unite the men of the West. Yeah. And then he says, um, actually, monarchy is immoral. <laughs> um, I'm going to go ahead and turn that down and dissolve the um, dissolve the state into a, a few smaller sub-kingdoms and then uh, create a parliament so that we can be ruled democratically. And everybody says, uh, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, everybody goes, uh, <laughs> That's what I felt like watching Last Jedi. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't know. And this, it's just an executive fault for this whole thing. This trilogy was made by a boardroom. It, like yes. A, like a corporate. And it's no, it's no, I don't think it's any fault of of the directors no. per se. Like they were given something and they were like, okay, we got to do this with that. Um, this is what I want to happen. Here, you take it over. And they're like, "Well, I don't really like that." Yeah. And I know you wrote a treatment for this next movie. Like you have, a, you have an outline you want me to follow. <laughs> Throws it away. I here's what I want to do with it. And then, from what I heard, 
Abrams had liked the Last Jedi script, but yes. like as an as a as a story within a, a trilogy, it's hard to follow that it's up with hard. setting up a bunch of things and, and then going, "Hey, I don't like any of that. Get rid of it and wrap Here, it how, up at the same time." What do you think about that? And then going, "Well, now I have to make sense of the mess yeah. that we both made." And I I want I want to stress I love. I still love the sequel trilogy. Yeah. I mean, they're all getting good reviews from me. I enjoy them. I will buy... You know, I, yeah. I like them. Um, and I don't want to just crap on Ryan Johnson because J.J. Abrams with Rise of Skywalker did some things too that I was like, why would you Why would you introduce that? Yeah. Why would you have horses on a plane? Why would you yeah. introduce new force powers? Why would you have a whole new group of people and subplots that you don't need when you should just be focusing on wrapping up loose ends? Um, yeah, I don't know. But I think I liked Rise of Skywalker a lot better than Last Jedi. Yeah. Still, I don't know. It, it, I don't know. I like them all. Um, one thing I will say is that I think that the spinoffs, Rogue One and Solo, are better than any of the sequel movies. I'll agree with you on that. Yeah. Maybe not Solo, but Rogue One, I will say. is Rogue, Ro- One, Rogue One, for sure. Rogue One's better than any of the sequel movies. I think Solo is better than the second two sequel movies. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I'll I like that. Solo as like a fun heist movie. They didn't yes. need it. I didn't. We don't need any of these. They're all unnecessary. You should just watch the first two over and over again. Yeah. And then the third one on special events. But I, like, it was fun. I really enjoyed it. I think if you're just if they're gonna give me stuff that I didn't ask for, I might as well watch it and develop opinion about it. Yeah. And I liked Solo. I and thought it was a are. fun little story. Yeah. And here I am. So. Now. Yep. Um. I will say that in the entire Star Wars franchise, Attack of the Clones is by far the worst movie. I agree. Um, Which so is when, unfortunate because the first act the of that movie rocks. <laughs> first third of it is awesome. Um, and then the rest of it is the worst. Yeah, it actually sucks. But um, I'm saying that to give perspective that I even like that movie. Yeah. So I'm not complaining about these sequel movies as in I think they're bad movies. I'm complaining about they could have been so, so much better. Yeah. So much better. Um, but it was just a lack of care by Disney um, that let them be what they are. Um, I also, <laughs> it's funny, um, I think that every actor in the entire sequel trilogy is awesome. I didn't, there's not a yes. moment of bad performance I agree. In, in all three and, movies. And I want to, I don't want to be one of those people that's just going to crap on actors because you don't like the character, right? I didn't like... Oh. Kelly Marie Tran's character. I hated Rose. Right. Everybody hates Rose. But she's a great actress. Yes, she's a good actress. And she actress. did the character well. She it was just poorly written. It was just a poorly she written was character. A, she did the best she, that she could. She with deserves it. no hate as a person because she did what she was paid to do. But she that, did it well. But that character is the worst is worse <laughs> than Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, yeah, it was. And he didn't deserve that either. No, he didn't deserve that. And the neither hate did Jake Lloyd. <laughs> Poor Jake Lloyd. Rest in peace. Jingle all the way. He's jingling all the way somewhere else. In prison, man. Yeah. He's alive, right? Yeah, and okay. you also have schizophrenia. I, I would. So. Oh well, no, I still feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. Um, yeah. So anyway, it's it's a mess. But I wonder. I think what's going to happen to me in the future? I'm not going to show my kids these movies. Not at first. I'm going to raise them on the original trilogy, and then when they turn 11 or 12, I will introduce them to the prequel trilogy. So they're still young enough to enjoy the prequels. Maybe nine, my nine or ten. Yeah. They're still young enough that they like the prequels and they are able to enjoy them. But the thing that cemented in them is the original trilogy. And yeah. then when they're like 17, I will mention, oh, you know, 
there's these other they made, they made other sequels later different yeah. people they uh, they didn't follow anything but they but they made these movies yeah and then I'll let them watch them I and would, develop their own opinion I would love for that opportunity in my own life I would but here's the thing they're not going to stop making these movies. No, they're and these not. These kids are going to grow up with Star Wars movies in the theaters. And they're going to be like, <laughs> Oh, man, you're Dad, right. It's so Dad, sad. why didn't you tell us that they're making new movies? And you're going to be like, Kiddo, they've, there are so many more that I'd never even told you about. And they're going to go, What? And I'm going to say, You're going to say, We're both going to say, I'm not going to watch them with you. No. Get over it, kiddo. I think Rise of Skywalker tied up me emotionally. Yeah. Um, I loved the end of Rise of Skywalker. Uh, yeah. I think it was emotionally satisfying. Like when all the Jedi come back, as you know, and speak in Ray's ear and she beats yeah. Darth Sidious. Yeah, Say I what like you will that. about that movie, but I think it emotionally wrapped things up. Yeah, you had... That's Abrams did a great job. I know the fan service was kind of out the wazoo on that movie, but I liked it. I liked because he had to wrap up nine movies. Mm-hmm. And he... and. And he did the best of uh, he did the best that he could with what he had, and and I the whole Jedi thing actually yeah that's a, one of those another one of those moments where I'm like oh great this is cool I'm gonna cry around people this is neat like yeah. <laughs> like cry I in a dark room cry with in a dark room other people. yeah and you hear all the voices of Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen and even Ashley Eckert from the Clone Wars and and Mace Windu you have Samuel Jackson's voice. You have all these voices. Liam Neeson was back for that. Like, they have all these voices they're going to just throw in there for you. Uh, Freddie Prince Jr. from Rebels. They brought him, his character, Kanan Jarrus. I haven't watched Rebels. Why? They just like that. I don't know. I think he, he really went out for that. It, but not only just the movies. For every Star Wars fan. Just to sum up everything and give that to you. And just be like, here, I made this for you. I love you guys. That was nice. Rise of Skywalker did for me what Endgame did for me. <laughs> As in, it emotionally satisfied me. I, I, I thought you were going to compare it to something that I had done. I was like, oh, no, it was just a different experience you also had. <laughs> oh, wait, what were you talking <laughs> about? He said, it did for me what this also did for me. <laughs> I was like, oh. oh, I don't know. I just expected No, it else. just like, uh, well, I should say, Rise of Skywalker <laughs> is to Star Wars for me. What in game is to Marvel for me? Okay. Like, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Like it, it emotionally satisfied a franchise. Um, I'll probably watch more entries in the future, but I'm not yeah, gonna care. That's true. I'm not gonna care at all. I'm gonna be detached. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna. We'll go into these movies like a Buddhist. I'm going to. <laughs> I'm gonna give it uh, the benefit of the doubt, but I am not going to be attached to the outcome. Yeah. Uh, because that this was the end for me. Mm-hmm. So and what's. Really annoying about the whole Star Wars situation is that they have so much extra media. Like I spent three weeks, I spent a month straight watching Clone Wars and Rebels just to be caught up, just so I could watch The Mandalorian. And I'm like, I if I I'm gonna have to keep staying up to date every time they release something, just so the next time something comes out, I'm up to date on that. That's annoying, man. I don't yeah. like that. I hate all the time I have to spend doing this. And then I'm going to die. And guess what? I'm never going to be fully caught up. They're going to be in the middle of releasing something. And I'm like, oh, I'm never going to get to see the next episode of that because I have brain cancer. And I'm going to die. And then they're just going to keep releasing movies. And I'm going to be in heaven going, I wonder what happened to that next Star Wars movie. Yeah. That's why from here on out, I'm only reading books released before 1690. <laughs> 
No movies, no TV. Uh, everything we review from here on out is going to be written by um, someone who would hate me. <laughs> um, yeah, that way I don't have more things to catch up on. I have a cap. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do we want to give scores to the individual movies? Sure. I will have to think about it. Yeah. Um, Force Awakens. Uh, I'll give it a 20. No, it, it deserves more than that. I'll give it 13. I'll give mine a 10. Force Awakens at 10 for me. Uh, Last Jedi, just as a movie, individually scored. I'll give that a 30. Mm. Yeah, I guess I'll give Last Jedi like a 34. And then Rise of... No, Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker, I will give a... Mm, 26 say a 22 okay yeah so so there's our rankings for those, our rankings for those Rogue movies. One Rogue One oh we're gonna do those uh, Rogue One I liked a lot actually yes. Rogue One I'll give a 6 yeah I'm gonna probably give that like an 8 and then Solo I'll give a 17 um I'll I'll, I'll give it a 22 yeah so there's that yep there's that mm. Um, yeah, if there's one person I can blame for all this, it's... (laughs) It's... It's who? <laughs> who were you gonna say? <sighs> Did you want me to tell you? <laughs> were you waiting on my answer? I don't know, man. Kathleen Kennedy.